the samphire gatherer by w h hudson this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the samphire gatherer at sunset when the strong wind from the sea was beginning to feel cold i stood on the top of the sand hill looking down at an old woman hoeing about over the low damp ground beneath a bit of sea flat divided from the sea by the ridge of sand and i wondered at her because her figure was that of a feeble old woman yet she moved i had almost said flitted over that damp level ground in a surprisingly swift light manner pausing at intervals to stoop and gather something from the surface but i couldn't see her distinctly enough to satisfy myself the sun was sinking below the horizon and that dimness in the air and coldness in the wind at day's decline when the year too was declining made all objects look dim going down to her i found that she was old with thin grey hair on an uncovered head a lean dark face with regular features and grey eyes that were not old and looked steadily at mine affecting me with a sudden mysterious sadness for they were unsmiling eyes and themselves expressed an unutterable sadness as it appeared to me at the first swift glance or perhaps not that as it presently seemed but a shadowy something which sadness had left in them when all pleasure and all interest in life forsook her with all affections and she no longer cherished either memories or hopes this may be nothing but conjecture or fancy but if she had been a visitor from another world she could not have seemed more strange to me i asked her what she was doing there so late in the day and she answered in a quiet even voice which had a shadow in it too that she was gathering samphire of that kind which grows on the flat saltings and has a dull green leek-like fleshy leaf at this season she informed me it was fit for gathering to pickle and put by for use during the year she carried a pail to put it in and a table knife in her hand to dig the plants up by the roots and she also had an old sack in which she put every dry stick and chip of wood she came across she added that she had gathered samphire at this same spot every august end for very many years i prolonged the conversation questioning her and listening with affected interest to her mechanical answers while trying to fathom those unsmiling unearthly eyes that looked so steadily at mine and presently as we talked a babble of human voices reached our ears and half turning we saw the crowd or rather procession of golfers coming from the golf house by the links where they had been drinking tea ladies and gentlemen players forty or more of them following in a loose line in couples and small groups on their way to the golfers hotel a little further up the coast a remarkably good-looking lot with well-fed happy faces well-dressed and in a merry mood all freely talking and laughing some were staying at the hotel and for the others a score or so of motor-cars were standing before its gates to take them inland to their homes or to houses where they were staying 
we suspended the conversation while they were passing us within three yards of where we stood and as they passed the story of the links where they had been amusing themselves since luncheon time came into my mind the land there was owned by an old an ancient family they had occupied it so it is said since the conquest but the head of the house was now poor having no house property in london no coal mines in wales no income from any other source than the land the twenty or thirty thousand acres let for farming even so he would not have been poor strictly speaking but for the sons who preferred a life of pleasure in town where they probably had private establishments of their own at all events they kept race-horses and had their cars and lived in the best clubs and year by year the patient old father was called upon to discharge their debts of honour it was a painful position for so estimable a man to be placed in and he was much pitied by his friends and neighbours who regarded him as a worthy representative of the best and oldest family in the county but he was compelled to do what he could to make both ends meet and one of the little things he did was to establish golf links over a mile or so of sand hills lying between the ancient coast village and the sea and to build and run a golfer's hotel in order to attract visitors from all parts in this way incidentally the villagers were cut off from their old direct way to the sea and deprived of those barren dunes which were their open space and recreation ground and had stood them in the place of a common for long centuries they were warned off and told that they must use a path to the beach which took them over half a mile from the village and they had been very humble and obedient and had made no complaint indeed the agent had assured them that they had every reason to be grateful to the overlord since in return for that trivial inconvenience they had been put to they would have the golfers there and there would be employment for some of the village boys as caddies nevertheless i had discovered that they were not grateful but considered that an injustice had been done to them and it rankled in their hearts i remembered all this while the golfers were streaming by and wondered if this poor woman did not like her fellow villagers cherish a secret bitterness against those who had deprived them of the use of the dunes where for generations they had been accustomed to walk or sit or lie on the loose yellow sands among the barren grasses and had also cut off their direct way to the sea where they went daily in search of bits of firewood and whatever else the waves threw up which would be a help to them in their poor lives if it be so i thought some change will surely come into those unchanging eyes at the sight of all these merry happy golfers on their way to their hotel and their cars and luxurious homes but though i watched her face closely there was no change no faintest trace of ill-feeling or feeling of any kind only that same shadow which had been there was there still and her fixed eyes were like those of a captive bird or animal that gaze at us yet seem not to see us but to look through and beyond us and it was the same when they had all gone by and we finished our talk and i put money in her hand she thanked me without a smile in the same quiet even tone of voice in which she had replied to my question about the samphire i went up once more to the top of the ridge 
and looking down saw her again as i had seen her at first only dimmer swiftly lightly moving or flitting moth-like or ghost-like over the low flat salting still gathering samphire in the cold wind and the thought that came to me was that i was looking at and had been interviewing a being that was very like a ghost or in any case a soul a something which could not be described like certain atmospheric effects in earth and water and sky which are ignored by the landscape painter to protect himself he cultivates what is called the sloth of the eye he thrusts his fingers into his ears so to speak not to hear that mocking voice that follows and mocks him with his miserable limitations he who seeks to convey his impressions with a pen is almost as badly off the most he can do in such instances as the one related is to endeavour to convey the emotion evoked by what he has witnessed let me then take the case of the man who has trained his eyes or rather whose vision has unconsciously trained itself to look at every face he meets to find in most cases something however little of the person's inner life such a man could hardly walk the length of the strand and fleet street or of oxford street without being startled at the sight of a face which haunts him with its tragedy its mystery the strange things it has half revealed but it does not haunt him long another arresting face follows and then another and the impressions all fade and vanish from the memory in a little while but from time to time at long intervals once perhaps in a lustrum he will encounter a face that will not cease to haunt him whose vivid impression will not fade for years it was a face and eyes of that kind which i met in the samphire gatherer on that cold evening but the mystery of it is a mystery still End of the Samphire Gatherer by W. H. Hudson